You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is your show all about real estate. We've got a fantastic program for you today. I'm very excited to be here with you. And I want to remind you, if you have any any questions at all for us, you can give us a call on our off-air number, 401-217-2333. I'll repeat that throughout the show. We're here for you. We want to be a resource for you, uh, specifically Rhode Island, Massachusetts and Connecticut, but we can service you in all 50 states with our partners at Engel and Volkers and actually globally now too, which is great. So, so listen, we've got some special guests on the show with us today. We've got uh, Carmen Delena and we also have a new guest with us, Sarah Rasmussen. Rasmussen, did I say that correct, Sarah? Sure, that that can be fine. Oh, man. <laughs> it's Rasmussen, but Rasmussen. And literally yeah. <laughs> right before we jumped on air, she told me and I said, I'm gonna mess that up. So <laughs> it's all good. So they're with Delana Law. Now you guys might be familiar with Delana Law because we have them on the show quite often. Uh they're absolutely one of our go-to attorneys here, law firms here in Rhode Island, and they cover strictly real estate. That's what I love about them. So, Carmen, you've been doing this for what, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years? Well, how long? Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's calm down. Uh, about 45 years. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. All right, 40, 45 years. And Sarah, how long have you been in the business? I've been practicing for about six years now and almost a year with Delena. Awesome. Okay, good. So we've got a great team over there. We wanted to talk today about probate and how this can affect the real estate transaction. This is one of those things that, you know, a lot of times buyers will get in the contract, sellers will get in a contract, and then all of a sudden, right before closing, it halts, right? So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm looking to pick your brain, guys, about probate. Can you explain to us just a little bit about what it is and how we can navigate this thing? No problem at all. First, let's talk about wills. Everyone should have a will. The will is nothing more than a set of directions as to what's going to happen upon your demise. And it's particularly important if you have young children. If you have young children, uh, you would like to pick the guardian of those children. God forbid you and your wife should perish in a common disaster. Um, and when I'm drafting wills for people, I usually ask them, I'll bet you there's one person in your family that would be the last one you'd want to be the guardian of your child. It probably would make the best appearance. And I'd say 90% of the time people say, oh, God, they'll look at and say your brother, your sister. So that's an important part of it. Um, the other part is the real estate aspect. That If you die without a will, you have to have a probate. And it's the same if you do have a will. But the distinction being is if you do not have a will, you've got to go to probate court and have a, an administrator appointed to the estate. Now you open the probate. Now, if you want to sell the real estate, you have to get permission from the court, which will require an appraisal to be done at an additional cost. In addition to that, you'll have a second hearing, which will actually raise the fees even further. If you have a will, when we draft a will, it includes a power of sale, which gives the executor of the estate the ability to sell the property anytime at any price. It's his judgment. So it's most expeditious. And we've had on multiple occasions, unfortunately, where the owner of a property and elderly person passes away 
shortly before the anticipated closing, only to find out they don't have a will. As a matter of fact, Melissa has one of those right now where she had to file a petition for administration, go back in three weeks, and then request a permission to sell real estate, which again entails the appraisal and another hearing. So it's it's the most expeditious route to be able to sell real estate. It saves time and money. Mm, wow. So if let's say if somebody doesn't have a will in place, right, and then they have to go through the whole probate thing, um, what is a typical time frame for that? Are you, you is is it like you know four months? Uh, four. I'm sorry, four weeks, like two months. Like what is the typical time frame for something? Well, like that? that's a, that's actually a very good question, and the reason being is every municipality has different amount of probate hearings. Providence is weekly. Some of the rural communities are once a month. So that makes a big, big difference. And then again, the probate judge sometimes, and we've been handicapped by that, where you wait three weeks for hearing, the judge is sick, and now you wait for another three weeks. So the the bigger municipalities are much closer in time. So that can be another handicap that, you know, you don't want to have a, a, you know, a long period in between. But so in generally, uh, in Warwick, I just filed a probate uh, last week. I'm sorry, uh, two weeks ago, had the hearing last week on December 2nd. It uh, did have a power of sale, so we're we're ready to put the property on the market right away. Conversely, if it was an administration without a will, we then would be going back the end of the month to request permission. And again, we'd have to get an appraisal, and I have to tell you how long it's taken appraisals to be obtained. So. Um, it, it could probably add four to six weeks to a closing time. Sure. It, so can they do a broker price opinion, also known as a BPO, instead of a formal appraisal? Actually, um, just recently, they've been requesting appraisals. Um, in, in the past, they would just ask for like a CMA or a broker's letter. But yeah. now, they've you know, there's, there's so much potential for fraud in the probate area. That's why they're very concerned about it. And, and the entire probate process is closely guarded by the probate court. They want, you know, the decedent's assets to be distributed, you know, the proper way. Yeah. And that, that makes a ton of sense. And I guess there's really nothing more accurate than a, a, a proper appraisal on a property. You know, CMA is well, completely. You know, um, I, I mean, the problem being is the time and the cost, because now it's a full-blown appraisal you know, which can cost, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And from what I understand, the timing is just insane. Uh, you know, what are you seeing for appraisal times? Oh, man. And we're looking at, you know, we're looking at about a two to three week window sometimes from when it from, you know, from by the time you order it and they come out and then they, they have it all together. It can be quite a bit. But there's there's also some other carrying costs that are going to cost the estate when you do things kind of backwards and wrong and you don't have a will in place. So, Carmen, there's some costs that are associated, obviously, with time. Right. So when somebody doesn't prepare their estate correctly, put a will in place and they have to go through probate. What are some of those hidden costs that you think consumers are going to get hit with? Well, first of all, not so hidden is the legal fees. Again, we talked about the duplication of hearing times. Yeah. Uh, the other thing you'd mentioned earlier about the appraisals coming in late, the court have very finite dates. 
And if that appraiser comes in one or two days late, well, guess what? You're another three weeks out. So, and the longer you're out, the more you're going to incur the normal carrying costs, such as real estate taxes, fire district insurance, if it's a condominium, homeowners fees. So the clock keeps ticking and usually the home's empty because the person passed away. And yeah. you could even get into an insurance issue where if it's vacant for more than 30 days, you could even end up with a problem with that. So it's just such a simple process. There's no reason for people not to have a will. Uh, and in addition to the, you know, the real estate we just talked about, there's no fighting. There's no arguing. You know, your directions are clear and simple. And yeah. that's really what it, what it boils down to. Um, and I, I'd like to add this point also. I just cut through with one in Cranston. And in Rhode Island, um, the husband or surviving wife have a statutory life estate in the property. So we just had one where we could not sell the property until we got the husband to release his life estate interest. That's a statute that exists in Rhode Island. So that's another possibility that could create a problem. So you want to deal with that, you know, in a will also. You know, this is one of those things when people are going to list their home, right? I mean, outside of even probate issues, any kind of um, any kind of trust issues, any kind of any type of situation like that on title can cause delays, some serious delays and some serious costs. And this is why I always say you're going to want to team up with the legal team when you get going with your real estate, right? It's one of the things I suggest to all my clients, to anybody listening you got to make sure to have the proper legal guidance and it's a nominal cost. Like I always make a joke with Melissa. I'm like, how do you feed your kids on, on some of the, the, the prices you guys charge? I feel like, and this is the only time you'll ever hear me say this about attorneys. It's like not enough on, on, the, on the residential real estate end. I mean, to have representation from an attorney could cost you anywhere from 500 to maybe 1500 on the sell side. And it's just a nominal fee to make sure everything gets going correctly. And maybe there's some more added expenses with probate, obviously with some delicate situations or some intricate situations, I would imagine. But all in all, you got to arm yourself with the right team behind you. So, yeah. yeah. One more thought on the hidden costs and actually the the word hidden. Uh, Right now, the interest rates have been pretty flat, but imagine if the rates start to escalate at all and now your buyer's gonna wait four to six weeks for the appraisal to be done. They're gonna be looking for compensation. So that's a real hidden one where you may be spending, you know, another thousand or two thousand dollars to make them whole. So true. And then you have maintenance, you got lawn mate, you got you know, yard maintenance, you got snow removal, you have and you know what happens to vacant homes? Somebody forgets to leave the heat on. Right. Pipe Frozen free. pipes. There is just a slew of issues, really, really, really a slew of issues, and it's not fun. So hey, if you have any questions about, even if you need us to connect you with an attorney that can handle your estate, Carmen, I don't think you guys do estate work. You you do the real estate. Well, no, I do. I do. I do quite a bit of probate work. You do? That's the only, only other area outside of real estate that I actually um, practice in. I, I have never. quite a few probates pending right now. Well, I've never known that. Now I know that. So see, now you know. You can give Delana Law a call, 401-885-3800. Again, 401-885-3800. If I can remember that phone number, you can too. Give them a shout. Let them know that you heard it here. Carmen Delana and Sarah Rasmussen. 
mushroom. <laughs> I figured if I said it fast, it would be like <laughs> <laughs> with Delena Law. Good stuff, guys. Thank you so much for being here with us today talking about probate. And uh, we appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Thank you yeah. for having us. And uh, we, we wish you and your staff a Merry Christmas and your family. Yeah, very Merry Christmas to you guys as well, too. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. We've got Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage, and we're talking about some conforming loan limits. There's some increases on what you can lend. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, powered by Movement Mortgage. A lot of things changing in the financing end of things. Actually, I think for the better, we're uh, we're now seeing uh, loan rates go up, conforming loan rates go up. We're going to dive into this with Matt Bates, our co-host here, and we're going to talk about you know what's causing this, why this is beneficial for consumers. Um, could it be bad as well? I don't know. Let's talk. Matt, welcome back to the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to be here. So to get right into it, uh, my topic this week is- you sound excited. The, yeah, the conforming loan limit is is being increased. So so uh, to, for all the, to, to all the listeners out there that uh, are, are, are unfamiliar with these terms, conforming loan limit. So there's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. There are two, uh, in my opinion, they're the most ideal, perfect scenario mortgage. If you think of, for anybody that thinks a mortgage is perfect, it's a you know conforming loan limits are are conforming loans are the nuts and bolts, the basic thirty year fixed uh, principal and interest. There's no there's an opportunity to not have any PMI if you have twenty percent equity. Um, It's what if, if you have a mortgage, it's what you it's it's the mortgage that you ultimately want to get to. So if you do a first time home buyer loan, or let's let's say you buy a starter house with a with a FHA mortgage that has a PMI on it or a low down payment mortgage, at some point you are going to either one sell that house and want to buy your next house with a conforming loan. Because it's 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 the most affordable mortgage payment when it comes down to it, uh, budget wise. Or if you buy a house and you think you're going to be there for a long time, you eventually want to refinance into a conforming loan. If you buy a house with a low down payment conforming loan, at some point the mortgage insurance that comes with the property uh, with with the loan, if you put a low down payment down will fall off once you get to a certain equity position, which is 20%. So mm-hmm. conforming loans are like the like the, the sweet spot. That's where people like want to be at at some point um, throughout their home ownership uh, life cycle. So uh, this 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 loan limit 
is 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 a, is a very important topic because um, if you go if your financing goes above the loan limit, you turn yeah. into, it turns into jumbo financing, a higher or rate. A, a higher rate sometimes because jumbo loans uh, not always have higher rates; they're very competitive rates. But the requirement, if you're going to go above the limit, some of the requirements are you have to have reserves. You have to have a, a, a high, higher than average credit score. Um, you have to be a very low, low, low risk buyer. And yeah. not everybody falls into that uh, ability to do that. Also, when you get talking to a mortgage company and you're talking about jumbo loans, more often than not, it has to go to a, a different company for a second layer approval. So it, it, you know it's it's got to it's got to leave the company to get all, to and send everything over to this, uh, to to another bank for them to have a final say on it. So when you're talking about borrowing money on a jumbo level, um, sometimes the turnaround time is longer to be able to get the jo- job done. So for a long time, I was working off of a loan limit of four at one point it was like 454 i think or 452 and then they bumped it up to 460 something most recently and within the last 30 days um fannie mae and freddie mac has introduced their uh their uh, they're increasing the loan limit from those four hundred thousand dollar numbers to now they're going to bump it up to 647 647 in Rhode Island, national, across across the board. And then there are some places like cities, like uh, highly, Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii, San Francisco, Boston, New York, where the conforming loan limit is higher than normal, wherever the average is, because just the, 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 the cost of real estate is so much higher. So they have oh, yeah. to they have to be able to you know work with that type those type of markets. So for me, this is huge news because I can avoid having to do a jumbo loan while still helping somebody to purchase their house and movement mortgage does them in-house. So we don't have to go to that second layer, you know, co- uh, companies to get that second layer of approval, which means that my turnaround time, uh, uh, moving mortgages turnaround times can be just as competitive as doing, so, you know, somebody that's uh, used to financing less than, the, you know, less than the, the loan limits. So, uh, conforming loan limit again is, is jumping up to six forty seven two hundred. Now, um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac said that they're going to introduce this nationally across the board in twenty twenty two. Movement yeah. mortgage is uh, uh, one of the benefits of working with a company like like Movement is that we've been able to get permission ahead of the national release to be able to do uh, these conforming loan limits earlier. So, you know, where you're, you might talk to one bank and they might be limited still based off of the old conforming loan limits, but movement is, is closing loans with the higher loan limits. So we're help, be able to help uh, more customers earlier than the rest. And that's due to our, um, uh, you know, our quality control of how, how, how well we write our mortgages, uh, specific guidelines that we follow. Our, our our uh reputation on uh customers being able to make the mortgage payments on time um you know they're not given this early release program to everybody and we're fortunate enough to be a, a very dominant lender to be able to have this option ahead of schedule 
Um, so I, I've already written a bunch of them that are uh, fall into this category uh, with with a conforming loan limit being the 647. So, um, you know, we're, we're having less conversations about jumbo loans and having more conversations about standard conventional financing. Yeah. Um, and we're excited about that. Makes sense because the cost of housing, like you said, has really in, increased uh, quite a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the houses that were, you know, four hundred thousand a couple of years ago are now over six hundred thousand. So it's like you... I'm actually in the middle of a refinance right now with somebody where I bought the house for five eighty five, and they just had uh, their appraisal done and um, it appraised for over eight hundred. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, you know, I see a lot of people paying off a lot of debt uh with their uh with their with with their equity now where maybe they get to drop pmi also take out cash um to be able to pay off credit cards and things like that because of the value of real estate is increasing Mm -hmm. so much i remember it was 2013 there was this house on hatchery road right beautiful home right sat on the market sat on the market sat on the market not too far from your old stomping grounds matt right and uh Hatchery Road, North Kingstown over there. And the house was on the market, I think, for 525, right? Sold it at, I think, 527. Gorgeous house, 3,000 square feet, contemporary, beautiful home, eight acres of land, right? This house today, a few short years later, well, 10, 10 years later, can't believe it's been that long. Well, nine years later, I'm sorry, has got to be worth well over a million dollars, Matt. It's wow. insane. It is just insane. It's doubled. It has literally doubled. Those higher end homes really took a beating the last recession. They really, really took a beating. And uh, it's just amazing to see where these property values have gone. So the banks have to increase what they're lending on or else, you know, nobody's going to get financing if it's, if it's, if it's contingent upon the jumbo conditions and whatnot because people don't have those reserves you're talking about reserves matt that's basically amount of money saved in a savings account right so yeah it's a, it's the amount of money that you have after you close on your transaction so yeah. for the riskier the loan the higher the loan amounts we're going to want to make sure that our risk is hedged by the fact that you have a healthy savings account and reserves to be able to cover mortgage payments in the event that you know, um, there's a there's a unforeseen forecasted uh, uh, issue with the, the layoff, a job, uh, you know, income reduction, something. You're going to want to know that our risk is hedged by the fact that you have a savings account to be able to float the mortgage payment until things recover. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good stuff. So needless to say, if you have any questions in regards to, you know, purchasing a property, regardless of the price range, you know, whether it's a, a conventional type of mortgage, FHA, your first time buyer, second time buyer, whatever it is, you're buying a second home or refinancing. You can talk with Matt Bates over at Movement Mortgage. You can reach him at therimortgageguy.com. He's going to do a fantastic job for you. And, uh, and ask him if you're in a competitive price range, ask him in regards to programs and uh, advice that he has that allows you to have an edge in this market, in this very aggressive seller's market, because, you know, movement mortgages is my number one go-to. I got to tell you, they handle stuff very quickly. 
the rates are on point, the people are on point, the service is the best, and they have programs that allow you to close faster than anyone else, which is really fantastic and necessary. You want to have the right people behind you. And uh, Matt Movement Mortgage, his team over there, really crush it. The RIMortgageGuy.com. Good stuff. Matt, appreciate you being here, bud. I appreciate it too. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to have a great, uh, end of 2021 and we're really looking forward to 2022 to see, uh, how many people we can help out. And again, yeah, just like you said, if anybody's got any questions, please don't hesitate to, uh, to give us a call or, uh, shoot us an email or, uh, whatever you got to do to get in touch with us. Cause, uh, we're, we're, we're here waiting and ready, uh, to help out. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. All right. So uh, this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show powered by Movement Mortgage. We're going to be right back here in a couple of minutes. And we've got a special guest, Karen Colley with Engel and Volkers. Matt, stay with us. We're going to be talking about the market here in 2022, what our anticipations are on inventory, on mortgage rates, affordability, and the whole nine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Radio WHJJ. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is your show for everything real estate. We're talking the ins, the outs, what's happening here in the local marketplaces. And we're a resource for you here each and every single week. So if this is your first time joining, I'd like to welcome you. If you're a repeat listener, thank you so much for keeping this show alive and well. I believe we're going on seven years now. It's hard to, hard to believe. I'd like to welcome a couple guests to our show today. Uh, today, we've got a very special guest with us. We have Karen Colley, and she is with Engel and Volkers East Greenwich. She's a, a, a local advisor here, and she's been in the real estate game for quite some time, has quite a bit of experience, and covers the northern Rhode Island market, um, but not limited to that, of course. So, uh, And we also have Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage. And Matt, as you know, uh, he's been here several times. He's one of the top producing loan originators here in uh, the New England area. Matt, welcome to the show. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Emilio. You're very welcome. Matt, welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Excited to have Karen on us with us, uh, with us this week. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, we are ending out 2021, which is hard to believe. And, you know, Karen and I are all the time we're talking, and you too, Matt, we're talking about what is 2022 going to look like? Consumers want to know. No one has the crystal ball, right? Well, we can do our research and analyze things and kind of take an educated guess at where things are going. That's the best we can do. So we're going to go ahead and jump into that right now. Karen, I know you've been doing a lot of research on where the market is going. Um, what, what are your thoughts? 2022 residential real estate, Rhode Island, where's this market going? Well, Emilio, I, I wish I could say, I wish I could say that possibly we could be moving into a more neutral market for buyers. Um, but I think with what I've been reading and what I've been researching, yeah. due to the lack of inventory that I think the whole country is facing, not just Rhode Island, sure. um, we still are going to be faced with that 
low inventory, high buyer demand. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it's predicted, you know, Realtor.com is predicting more homes will come to the market, okay. making it, giving buyers a little more uh, opportunity than they had in 2021. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. But the issue is still the inventory. Uh, we're still going to have an issue with low inventory. So not enough homes on the market. It's a supply and demand situation, which has continued for the past few years now. I mean, literally, but so, and, and just to kind of back up in 2020, when COVID hit, we were down to 600 or so homes on the market. Since then, we've been more than doubled. Right. We're around 1300 active single family homes, multifamilies, condos are both seeing shortages as well. Matt, what about interest rates going into 2022? What are we looking, what, what, what do we anticipate to see there? Predicting it, them to go up, um, and, but still relatively low compared to what the national average is for, um, you know, over the last if you look at the last 20 years. Uh, yeah. So we're still at a very affordable rates. Uh, however, when the pandemic originally hit, it was uh, a dramatic drop where you were seeing 30 year fixed mortgages in the with rates starting with the twos. Like that's unheard of. Nice. Um, usually that's a 15 year, 20 years, something like that. That's where you get to the twos. And now uh, we were at that point, we were looking at the, it, interest rates that was started with the twos. Now they're starting to get start with threes and uh, investment properties and some special specialized products are starting to become uh, start with the fours. So uh, those are more uh, familiar rates that I'm familiar with, uh, you, you know, over the course of my career. So I start, I am starting to see us get back into that realm of uh, range of rates. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, but that being said, 4% is still a very good, great rate comparatively over the, you know, if you were to look at, you know, anybody was talking to their parents when they took out their first mortgage, they were double digit rates. So I, I, I don't think we're going to go that far uh, any anytime soon. They are going to start to tick up and it's going to take away from the refinancing ability. Uh, it's going to be less, there's going to be less benefits to refinancing. There's always a, some people always have a reason to refi, whether it's cash out or mm -hmm. uh, get rid of PMI or something of that nature. But you're not going to see very much rate reduction refis as much uh, is what's going to be a 2022 prediction of mine. Interesting. So one of the things, one of the things that has caused the amazing growth in our market nationwide has been the very low supply, the very high demand because of the mortgage rates being so low. So what I believe is going to happen is if this mortgage rates, if they tick up, especially if they hit four, you're going to find, I don't know that they're going to hit four, Matt, because you know, you got Goldman Sachs, which is is estimating about 16 percent growth, which I think is it's almost hard to believe, but I don't doubt it nationwide. You have uh, Finney Mae, Freddie Mac, all these, all these institutions that are expressing that we're going to see anywhere from a 6%, I've seen 6% to a 20% increase. I mean, no one really knows, okay? Um, but what I think is nice is that these people, these companies, these corporations, these entities are saying that this is going to happen, right? I hope that continues the consumer confidence so that the market can still strive and thrive, right? But on the other hand, 
affordability is going to become more and more and more of a problem because here in Rhode Island, okay, mm -hmm. where a median price a few years ago was 200,000, median price is almost 400,000, guys. The one-bedroom homes in West Warwick are selling over $200,000, and they're gone like this, right? Yeah. So people can't find housing right now. This is a big issue. Man, there's, there's, we just need more inventory. And, and it would be, I think it would be a good thing for the market to level out and become more of a neutral market as what Karen was saying a little bit earlier. If you're just joining us, this is the Spirito Team Real Estate Show. We've got on Karen Colley with the Anglo and Volker. She's an advisor here in Rhode Island. And we have Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage. He's a loan officer licensed in four states here. His company is licensed all over, uh, all over uh, the United States. Um, and we're talking about 2022, where we believe the market's going to go. So you guys have any other thoughts on market theory going into 2022 you want to share? Well, I think I have. I talk to I talk to a lot of homeowners, yep. um, and the majority of homeowners that want to sell their house and would love to take care, take advantage of this current market, also are almost afraid to sell their house because guess what? They sell mm -hmm. their house and now they're in the buyer's seat. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of hesitation, and I think this isn't this is contributing to partially the inventory crisis because there's so much hesitation for a seller to put their home on the market because they see the news they read the paper about you know buyers going over the list price you know buyers getting outbid and 100 percent. it's it's a it's, sensationalism it's, yeah so i think that's to me from what i'm hearing people say when i'm hearing homeowners say and uh, what I'm reading is that that sellers are so reluctant to put their home on the market because they don't want to be in that buyer's seat. Correct. So I think if it evened out, if we could get a balanced market, we're going to see more sellers being comfortable putting their house on the market. Yeah, we're far away from a balanced market, though. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, we, th let's look at like what's what's causing it. Matt, I'm curious if, if you if you agree with this. I think really what's causing it is. Um, you know, people are living longer, right? They're staying in their homes longer, right? You have baby boomers, which um, which are, are, are continuing to stay in their home, which is great. We love baby boomers. We want you to. Man, my parents are baby boomers, right? Live forever, please, right? Um, but, you know, so they're not selling because like you said, they're afraid to not find a home to downsize into. Mm -hmm. And what has happened is this has created such a huge a huge um, lack of inventory because you also have millennials, which are even larger than the baby boomer demographic, and they're coming up gobbling everything up, right? Um, Gen, Gen X is kind of like lost in, in the shuffle there. I mean, they're buying stuff, they're buying nice homes and whatnot. We love Gen X, but, but millennials and baby boomers are also, here's the other thing, going after the same real estate to buy, right? Because uh, a first-time home is something that baby boomers are downsizing into. And now, you know, and baby boomers oftentimes win this fight, by the way, because they're cash buyers, boom, boom, they're using the equity from their home. So go team baby boomers, right? Um, but they're, they're, they're crushing millennials out there, unless millennials use movement mortgage 
quick upfront underwriting program, and then they can close in as fast as 14 days sometimes. That's awesome. That is crazy. So there's different tools and stuff out there. We'll talk about that another time. But yeah, it's quite interesting market out there. It really, really is. What are your thoughts, Matt? Uh, I, my thoughts are I'm constantly having conversations with buyers who are putting in offers on how to get competitive other than price. You have to think outside the box. You have to make yourself uh, pliable and flexible with the sellers. And, um, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy because, you know, we're looking at houses that are that are appreciating. So we're not talking, having very many conversations about sub $200,000 houses anymore. We're having conversations about three or four or five or six $100,000 houses. And when you're spending that type of money on on your house, you better love it. And if you love it, it you're you're going to do whatever it's going to take to get to, to the house. And so I'm talking to people about not a, so much about rate or price. It's more so, you know, how much should I put on my deposit? Well, if you really like this house, show people how serious you are with how much money you're going to put down to lock up the deal. Yeah. You know, or instead of a thousand dollars, it's turning into a ten thousand dollar deposit. Uh, you know, when can you close? Don't the buyers aren't dictating when they're closing it anymore. The sellers are going to dictate when that's going to close, and you need to make yourself aware of that's what's going to you know that might be the breaking point. Or maybe it's uh, an appraisal thing. Appraisers, to me, it's an opinion of value, but they're only one person's opinion. And at the end of the day, that value changes if you buy it for whatever you're you know, willing to pay for it. Uh, so get ready to be able to close no matter what an appraiser's opinion of value is. And you know that means that sometimes you have to cover um, some differences in value versus purchase price. So you know, we're having these constant conversations that are becoming routine. And, uh, you know, the the market is changing the way real estate is being bought and sold for sure. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Appreciate this. Hey, listen, I'd like to thank Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage for being here with us today. I'd also like to thank Karen Colley with Engel and Volkers as well, Karen. Hope you enjoyed your, the, the show. Did. Enjoyed having thank you me. on. Thank you so much. Matt, always a pleasure having you on as well, too. Awesome. I'd like you to stay tuned because we've got on the top five events with riblogger.com happening here. We're going to finish this year out strong here in Rhode Island. A lot going on. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on News Radio 920-1047 FM and streaming on WHJJ. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on the Spirito Team Real Estate Show powered by Movement Mortgage. Powered by Movement Mortgage. Powered. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. So you can see oh, what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? All right, on the line with us is Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. And Jen's here with us every single week seven or so years now i'm losing track long time <laughs> talking about the top five events that she has on riblogger.com thanks for being here with us jen thanks for having me some exciting holiday events happening again before you know it we're going to be talking new year's eve and then 2022 it's, day and i know it's so spring. crazy the yeah. Providence Performing Arts Center presents Cirque Dreams holidays december 17th and 18th um there's a different couple different show times um, it's an incredible family holiday spectacular 
It's kind of a whimsical Broadway musical mixed with contemporary contemporary circus artistry. Mm. Um, it brings you the ultimate holiday show. It features holiday storybook characters, an elaborate wonderland, nutcrackers, penguins, snowmen, gingerbread people, carolers, and, you know, the whole nine, um, as well as an amazing um, circus acts and light show. Sunday, December 19th, you can head to the Windjammer in Mesquamacit for brunch with Santa. And that's from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Reservations are recommended but not required. Nice. You can bring your camera for pictures um, and just enjoy some delicious brunch food and, and visit with Santa. This, um, I remember going to this as a kid. I haven't been in a while, but I'm, this might be my year to go back. But the chorus Westerly performs Christmas Pops at the George Kent Performance Hall Saturday, December 18th at 7 and December uh, 19th at 3 p.m. Um, it's been a holiday tradition since 1981. It'll feature holiday favorites, uh, the chorus, the Pops Festival Orchestra, and other special guests. And, uh, you know, they've been performing since 1959, so you can expect um, a great show. They, they know what they're doing for sure. Yeah. Um, Sunday, December 19th from 3 to 7 p.m., you can head to Black Oak Kitchen and Drinks in Coventry um, for a special holiday performance with one of Rhode Island's favorite local bands, Take It to the Bridge. Um, there'll be, you know, just great food, cocktails, and of course, them performing their versions of your favorite holiday songs. And last but not least, head to Narragansett Brewery Friday, December 17th from 4 to 8 p.m. for the holiday market. Um, it'll feature the field of artisans, which if you haven't found them um, in any of their locations, they're just a, a great juried group of artists, um, local artists too. And they'll be set up surrounding the bar in the center of the space. So it's a great chance to support local artists, support local beer, drink local beer and shop local all at one time. I love it. What Jen, what is your favorite local beer? Curious. Oh, my gosh. My favorite local beer. So I love Proclamation. That's my favorite. Number one. I was literally I love Proclamation. Best beer yeah. in Rhode Island by far. Yep. So good. I love Proclamation. Um. I love Tilted. I've been going to Tilted a little bit here and there because I love how they have the outside um, place and then like the food trucks and stuff. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm a Proclamation fan. I think uh, yeah. Proclamation, hands down, five stars, best, best in Rhode Island by far. Well, shout out to our friends over at Proclamation. Good stuff. Awesome. Jennifer, thank you so much. I'd like our listeners to check out riblogger.com. Don't forget, you can submit your events for free on riblogger.com. And make sure if you're a local business to uh, check out the extra resources you could have as a business. Fantastic place to advertise, riblogger.com. Jen, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too. You're welcome. What a great show today. I'd like to give a special thank you to Karen Colley of Engel and Volkers for jumping on the show with us today. Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage, Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com, Carmen Delena and Sarah Rasmussen. I screwed her name up several times. I'm so sorry, Sarah, with Delena Law. We had a fun show today. Great stuff. Give me a call if I can be of any assistance to you. 401 217 2333. I don't know why I forget my phone number today. 401 217 2333. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. This is the Despirito Team Show. I'm Emilio Despirito signing off. We'll see you later. Take care.